Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Buck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Buck, and today it is a 12 questions version of the podcast with the champion himself, Martin Truex Jr. Very happy to have him on the podcast. Actually, guess what? He's never missed a 12 questions interview since I started these back in 2010. This is the ninth time Martin Truex Jr. has done a 12 questions interview. I haven't gone back to see how many drivers have done every year of the 12 questions, but uh, it has to be less than five, I would think, uh, if, if even that many. So pretty cool that he's willing to do it every year. It always makes time in the schedule. Can't say that for all the drivers, unfortunately. There's some drivers that just don't want to do it or they get too busy or whatever the reason is. Uh, I ask everybody at some point every year, and uh, some people say yes, some people say no. So thanks to Martin for always being willing to do it. And he's always very fun and has a great sense of humor about it. So let's see how he answered this year's version of the 12 questions. All right, everybody. I'm here with Martin Shurex Jr. And Martin, I think we've done this every year. You've never turned yeah. me down for one of these, so thanks. No, I wouldn't thanks do that. It's, it's a good deal. That's nice of you. Thanks. Uh, so the first question of this year is, how often do you have dreams about racing? My first question is, does, do people actually turn you down? Oh, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. Not everybody is as willing to Interesting. do these as you okay. are. Yep. Do I ever dream about racing? Yes, I do. Okay. I can tell you in your dreams, you always win. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yes. So you have winning dreams. Absolutely. Do, they ever, do you ever have like a winning dream and then it comes true for that race? Eight times last year. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you get into someone during a race, whether it's intentional or not, does it matter if you apologize? I think it matters. Um, I think most drivers know there's kind of a line there where you can you kind of know if, ah, man, that might not have been intentional. Like, that might have been an accident. And then when you hear somebody say, man, I'm sorry, I really feel bad, blah, 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 it, pro- it kind of makes you feel a little bit better. Like, okay, okay I, think he, I think he's not lying, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But you can usually tell when they're completely full of crap. <laughs> <laughs> you have an idea. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah okay. You can usually tell pretty closely. What is the biggest compliment someone could give you? Um, I think the biggest compliment is just somebody that respects who you are as a person. You know, somebody says, man, he's a good guy. In my opinion, that's like, that's that's a pretty big deal to me, you know. Hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. good. So NASCAR comes to you and says, hey, we're bringing a celebrity to the race. We'd love for you to host them or meet with them. Uh, who's a celebrity you'd be really excited to find out that you're going to meet? I'm not huge on celebrities. Like, I don't get starstruck or anything, you know. Uh, about it, anybody? It'd have to be somebody old school, you know, like some older, uh, like Hank Williams Jr. or somebody like that, you know, like a legend. Okay. <laughs> a legend. It couldn't just be some guy that's on TV or like a movie star. That would have to be somebody you. that was legendary. Hank would do it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, in an effort to show it's a health-conscious sport, NASCAR decides to offer the number one pit stall selection for an upcoming race to the first driver willing to go vegan for one month. Would you do it? Heck no. <laughs> That's insane. Who doesn't eat meat? Like, how could you live? I know. How could anyone live? I don't know. 
like Sherry tries to do it somewhat for her, you know, because whatever. It's good for her and stuff, but she can't even do it. Like, she tries, but she has to eat meat, too. Okay. It's impossible. If you don't eat meat, there's something wrong with you. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) All right. So now it's time for the random race challenge. I'm going to pick a race from your career, and you have to tell me where you finished in that race. So I look on racing reference. Okay. 2014 spring Dover race. What do you think about where you may have finished in that race? <sighs> 14. That was a pretty rough year, but we did run good at Dover, to, at Dover both times. I'm going to say sixth. Wow. That is correct. <laughs> sixth. <laughs> we finished sixth in both races at Dover that year. Oh, really? How yeah. do you remember that stuff? I remember everything. That's pretty good. So you can remember <laughs> most races in I remember career? a lot of races and what I did and what happened. And I can remember in racing my modified what setup I had in, like wow. what springs I ran at what race and this and that. It's pretty crazy. Wow, that's wild. Yeah. But okay. I can't remember people's names for crap, just so you know. <laughs> would you, is that a trade you would make? Um, not yet. Not until okay. I'm done racing. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, Martin, who is the best rapper alive? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know any rappers? I don't. You're not into rap at all? I'm not re- I mean, I, not really, no. You don't strike me as a rap type person. No, I mean, I wouldn't. Uh, there's some songs, like, I think, ah, that's not terrible. Like, I don't turn it off, but uh-huh. I, don't, I don't really, I'm not really into it much. So that's the highest compliment you give a rap song is like, ah, I won't turn it off. I won't change it. <laughs> okay. Uh, who has the most punchable face in NASCAR? Man, I love this guy, but Joey Logano. <laughs> Just his face, though it's not like you want to punch him, but just his face is, seems punchable. Yes. Saying. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's just sitting up there on that long neck, just right there for the taking. And he's always squinting so much, it's like you wouldn't <laughs> even see it coming. <laughs> I love Joe. He's a great guy, though, so I would never do that. But he has, there's been a few times in race in racing that I would have, that I wanted to punch him. But that's pretty much everybody out there at one point in time. Okay. That happens to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so NASCAR enlists three famous Americans to be involved with your team for one race as part of a publicity push. They're going to bring Taylor Swift, LeBron James, and Tom Hanks, and you have to choose one to be your crew chief, one to be your spotter, and one to be your motorhome driver for one weekend. So who's going to be for what role between Taylor Swift, LeBron, and Tom Hanks? Hmm. Tom Hanks is definitely going to be the crew chief. He seems like the smartest like of the bunch to okay. me to me he may not be but he seems like he would be um motorhome driver i'm going to have to go with lebron just cuz it'd be hilarious <laughs> <laughs> cuz you hang out with motorhome driver or you uh yeah like w- your motorhome driver takes you around in the golf carts things Absolutely. like that absolutely yeah yeah so you get to spend time with them yeah that'd be fun but then taylor would be your spotter <sighs> yeah i mean i i listen to like half of what my spotter says anyway so <laughs> Okay, you could just deal with it. It'd be fine. (laughs) Okay. Um, What is the key to finding the best pre-race bathroom? uh, Honestly, I just go to the closest one and and, um, got a new PR guy this year, and and he's kind of been scouting them out for me. So I've seen over the years, like, I always had to go and find it by myself, and I'd always see, like, Kyle's motorhome driver standing there, like, holding the door for him and waiting, and I'm like, seriously? (laughs) But... 
now my guy, he, he actually, like, scopes it out. And when I see him after I get out of the pickup truck, you know, we do the ride around. Usually he's like, yeah, there's a bathroom right there. And I'm like, sweet, man, thanks. So, <laughs> it's a little bonus. Yeah, it's working out pretty good so far. Okay. So NASCAR decides that this is the highlight reel value brought by Carl Edwards' backflips, and they decide a replacement's needed. How much would they have to pay you to backflip off your car after your next win? Well, it depends on what there is there to land on or in. Like, if there's a foam pit or a swimming pool, I'd probably do it. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be that. But on the grass or asphalt, no. They couldn't pay me enough because I wouldn't be able to race the next weekend because <laughs> okay. I would damn sure bust my ass. Right. Well, if it was Homestead, you'd have the whole off season to recover. I can't do a backflip at all, period. I can't do it into a pool. I can't do a backflip. What if they're like, we'll give you $50 bucks? Well, I mean, I would just follow my face. But you'd have 50 million And then million put bucks. 50 million bucks in the bank. And then what? what I wouldn't do anything different than I do right now. So what's the point? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. So um, each week, as you know, I ask a question uh, to give me a question for the next guy. Um, last week was Noah Gregson. His question was just, uh, do you think there should be more road courses in NASCAR? I think there should be. I think two is not quite enough. You know, maybe four. Oh, I think four, would okay. be good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's so many good road courses around the country that we could go to. You know, um, man, it'd be fun. I love road racing, too. So, I mean, I think it'd be fun. Yeah, four would be good. I don't think we need any more than that, but four would be a good number. All right. So the next interview I'm doing is with Ty Dillon. Do you have a question I might be able to ask Ty? Yeah, I think the, the question I would want to ask him is, is, did it surprise you just how much harder Cup is than Xfinity? Because, hmm. yeah. I mean, I think everybody kind of gets surprised. I just want to see kind of how he, he feels about it. Okay, cool. Well, thanks again for doing this and for never turning me down. Absolutely. No problem. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, everybody. So there you have it. Such a such a down-to-earth guy. Such a cool guy, I think. Martin Truex Jr. is a very underrated personality in NASCAR. I think it would have been a lot different for him popularity-wise and just for NASCAR in general, if he had had the amount of success that he has now early in his career where people were first forming opinions of him um, because he's just a, a normal dude, a very normal person, I think, who happens to be uh, living a very interesting life. So cool to sit down with him and do 12 questions once again. Also cool that I was able to make it to Texas Motor Speedway and do that interview in the first place, and that is thanks to my patrons over at patreon.com slash Jeff underscore Gluck. That's where people pledge monthly amounts to support the podcast and my website, jeffgluck.com, and it is how I travel to all the races and make a living, so I appreciate everyone's support, everyone who keeps me going to the races and sends me to all these places, so you guys rock. Thanks so much. Really appreciate you. Coming up on the next episode of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast, it's a How I Got Here with Mike Zizzo, who is the PR man at Texas Motor Speedway, but he has a very interesting background from being a sports writer at the Orlando Sentinel to going to work for CART during the IRL CART split days and going to work for NASCAR PR back in the day. Really interesting story. We got to sit down for a while at Texas and talk about it. And uh, it's something that I, I really think you're not going to want to miss. So make sure to check that one out. That's coming out on Thursday. And then I've been at every NASCAR race weekend this year so far, but that streak ends this week as I'm going to IndyCar. I'm going to the Long Beach Grand Prix. 
I put it up to a vote among the patrons, and the patrons voted for Long Beach over Bristol, so I'm off to the Long Beach Grand Prix for my first time. Very excited about that, so I will be trying to do a post-race podcast from there, hopefully to be able to talk about both the IndyCar race and the Bristol race. We'll see how that goes, as I'm not sure about the logistics of being able to watch Bristol uh, and IndyCar. I don't know if they're at the same time or or what the deal is going to be, so hopefully that will happen, though, on Sunday. Anyway, until then, thanks as always for listening, and I will talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.